listening to Music Sumo Podcast number 039.
Hello and welcome to Music Sumo Podcast number 039. I'm Downtown Johnny Brown. And this is Darcy Tiller. And we're bringing you the Music Sumo Podcast news. Yes, we are once again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And once again, uh, we had a contest last week and we didn't have a winner. No way. Nobody called in for that. No one wrote in for that. Oh, that's right. I always say call. Well, actually, speaking about calling in, we've got a... We important do. update about that too but anyway you need to email in for our new contest right so. we have a trespassers sampler disc waiting for whoever uh writes in to podcast at music sumo.com and writes i love the trespassers in the subject line and write your name and address in the body of the email and we'll send that out to you with a few little music sumo goodies but um we also do have a new call-in number now yeah, there's a new Music Sumo hotline, and uh, this one's cool. You can call and, you know, uh, give us band updates. You can tell us about anything to do with music or uh, give us your own little show reviews, you know, mess with us a little bit, drunk dial, whatever the heck you want to do. But uh, Right, call us from shows and stuff. That'd yeah, be fun. that's fun. Do some remote calling. So uh, that number is 206-426-6811. Once again, that's 206-426-6811. So. Why don't you throw something in for the first couple of people that call that? Oh, we will definitely do that. For the first people that call in for the number, we have two tickets for a new band called Downfall that are playing at Slim's in San Francisco on November 22nd at 8 p.m., that's a Saturday, so call in to the, to the number and let us know who you are and where we can send these tickets to and, and why you want to go see Downfall and if you love Music Sumo and stuff. So call in and we'll send you these tickets. Yeah, the first two callers can get a pair of uh, tickets if you call the uh, 206-426-6811, the Music Sumo hotline. And uh, Downfall is a great band uh, out of Milpitas, California. They been playing the bay area and have some great shows coming up and uh, i would check them out that was a uh, crashing down by downfall that we opened the show with and we've got a couple more songs uh yet to be played yeah so totally call in and win yourself some tickets to go see downfall some other great news for music sumo is the fact that we changed the shipping costs on all of our cd shipments we now have um, each sh- each CD shipped will only be one dollar. One dollar. One dollar. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Hey, man, that's a bargain. Yeah, it's it's way cheaper than it used to be, and it's very easy to figure out. You know, you buy two CDs, it's going to be two dollars shipping, and that's way cheaper than it was. So, come on over and check out all of our inventory at Music Sumo and see if you can find something for the holidays. Remember, $1 mail never fails. That's right. Also, making uh, submissions easier for all independent artists, we now offer free CD submissions. So come on over to musicsumo.com and sign up to place your CD on the website and have us promote it here on the podcast and sell it on the site. So come on over and check us out at musicsumo.com. So, Johnny, what do you have for uh, new music news? New music news. Or current music news. New news. Things that are happening this yeah. week. This week I've been searching the internets for some cool news, and it seems that the Hall of Fame honors Les Paul. Oh, yeah, Les Paul, maker of fine guitar. Yeah, very cool inductee into the Hall of Fame. Now, he's what, about 93 years old? 92, 93? Um, he is 93 and still performs now. Isn't at that the, amazing? Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? He's at the, I believe it's pronounced the Iridum, the Iridum Jazz Club in New York City. Yeah, he's a piece of uh, piece of rock history, I think. Oh, definitely. A lot of musicians play Les Paul guitars. So that's cool that he got inducted. I think he should rightfully be there. Oh, definitely. And uh, speaking about other artists, uh, I believe, uh, let's see, Janet Jackson, we've been talking about the past couple weeks, just uh, canceled the rest of her tour. 
Right. She was. She had problems on and off there all throughout the tour. She actually was missing more dates than she actually played and was suffering from vertigo and stuff and appears now uh, she's canceled the whole rest of the tour. Yeah, she had a LL Cool J bailed out on her because uh, she was missing too many dates and he didn't want to be... Uh, be having anything to do with that so. right kind of cinched it so he he bailed on her and i think she uh canceled the rest of the tour so janet jackson hadn't played a gig in uh or what a tour in about seven years in north america and now uh canceled the rest of this one so yeah hopefully it's a her big fans, bummer yeah that's you know hey that's between her and her fans now at this point i think i mean you and i can sit here and Say what we think about it, but I think the real uh, the real people who have the decision to make are our fans. You know, the people who bought tickets to go see those shows that she's canceling. Oh, definitely. That's that's. Uh, I'd be really pissed. Yeah, I'd, I'd be mad, especially because I don't think they're cheap tickets, right? Right. And they got to be a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar tickets, and now you got to get your money back or wait till they honor those tickets or something. So. Yeah, it's never fun. Yeah, that's that's not cool. But um, hopefully, you know, it's not nothing serious, and she'll be back touring again soon. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they won't have to wait another seven years. Right. And uh, yeah, speaking about tour and pulling out of, I heard something about like a little rumor about uh, Sly from Sly and Family Stone, right? Yeah, totally. Uh, just this past week, Sly Stone was playing up in Santa Rosa, California. And apparently, like, 25 minutes into the set, he announced to the crowd that he had to take a piss and he'd be right back. And he walked off and never came back. He's like, yeah, excuse me. Well, I take a piss. Yeah. And he walked off the stage. (laughs) And he never came back. And apparently the band was just left standing there. And they tried to recuperate. You know, they tried to recover and never you know, they could, it was kind of obvious that they didn't have the front man there. So. Well, and I guess the way the, the news article made it sound was like the band was like still out there and the people were streaming out the doors. And it was like, well, by the time the band walked off the stage, the place was empty. So yeah, you know, they were like performing for the crickets. So and I think that would have been hilarious to be a fly on the wall at that one. Oh, man. It, yeah, it would have been a, a sad but uh, hilarious thing to see at the same time I my, think my parents told me a story one time about uh, I think they went and saw Sly and Family Stone at the Winterland in uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. and uh, they said it was just crazy like absolutely out of control like they parked their car and like the whole parking lot there was like no organization everybody parked behind them so like you had to wait for everybody to leave to get oh, in nice. their car and they went inside and everybody, I mean, this was in the 70s. So, I mean, people were just like openly partying in the bathrooms and like you couldn't be on the floor without getting high. And right. They they said it was pretty crazy, but they said that Sly put on a good show. I'm sure he did. So I, that, I think that's why he kind of still holds his, uh, holds his, in, uh, his, what would you call it? His fan base. Yeah, there you go. He holds his fan base based on some stuff he's done a while back. Right. So that's a, that's a bummer that he, uh. Had to take a, a couple hour piss, <laughs> but um, maybe as a swollen prostate. Yeah, I don't know, I don't man. Know. But he bailed them. You know, at least you know if if you. I think these guys. Hey, things happen. People have families. People get sick. But if you're gonna bail in the middle of your show, at least explain to your fans that you're not gonna complete and you'll make it up to them and issue an apology. And I don't know. Maybe he's had a follow up on this, but I, I don't know what's happened since. Yeah, I, I haven't heard what actually happened, but. Um... I, I, I hope to hear some some funny story about what actually transpired backstage. Well, exactly. And, you know, the money you spend on tickets these days, you know, but with all the service fees and whatnot, you know, you sure hope these people get money back. So speaking of service fees, uh, there's some new news recently that uh, Irving Azoff, the uh, manager, um, pretty much a manager for powerhouse acts like uh, the Eagles, Neil Diamond, little small group called Van Halen and uh, Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Aguilera? Yeah, Aguilera. God, I can never say that, man. Yeah. Beautiful singer, and I can never pronounce her name. So anyways, yeah, he he had an announcement that uh, he was... You know, he basically took over as the um, the CEO of Ticketmaster exactly. recently, exactly, which was totally off my radar. Radar, I didn't realize that he had taken over as CEO, but apparently he has. Yeah, he took over as CEO, and in, I guess in his first move as CEO, uh, he decided to slash uh, prices. You know, not ticket prices, but cut all uh, fees out. Right. Right. He's decided to cut all the service fees, the convenience fees, quote unquote. And he's even decided to charge no delivery fee 
if you choose to print your tickets at home, which was always weird to me. They always charge you these outrageous fees for printing your own tickets at your house. And now they're not going to do that, thank goodness. So he's saying what cool. you see, the price on the ticket will be what you pay. And I hope that they actually do this. Um, they've already they've done it at one show, I believe, now. And where was it? North Carolina, I believe. And well, it they should charge you money based. Well. And, yeah, I mean, I think they did with the Eagles. Yeah, and uh, and we talked about this last week, and I, even I mentioned if you just, I would be happy to to spend, you know, thirty five dollars or forty dollars if I know that's what I'm paying. I don't want to buy a ticket for. 25 or 30 dollars and then end up finding out that i'm actually spending 40 dollars yeah, you know spending just the price of another I'm, ticket just, yeah or just tell me i'm spending so much and i'll spend that but don't be charging me all these other fees tacked on in the end well and that's what they're basically doing now is he's just gonna say look if we've got to charge 30 dollars plus 15 dollars in service fees we're just gonna put $45 on our ticket, and that's what you pay. Right. So I appreciate but that. He actually, I want the sounds like It I sounds want... like he's actually, um, they're trying to eliminate the cost of the, these added fees. So hopefully ticket prices overall will actually go down a little bit. It should. Which it, would be nice. It should, because a lot of these fees are BS, but at the same time, it's an easy way for them to just mask some of the fee and you know absorb the rest and you know without and really make themselves look better plus ticket sales are getting hit right now yeah well especially i think this is a big move because like we've reported before live nation now has ticketing and they're taking over services for house of blues because they own house of blues and smg which owns a lot of large venues across the nation are also going with um live nations ticketing instead of Ticketmaster now and so this is going to make Ticketmaster a little bit more desirable to the fans, which the venues will like. So they're, I think they're trying to grasp on to some of their old users of the Ticketmaster yeah, ticket no, it's system. A, it's a good idea. I think that's wise of him, and it's a good move. You know, hey, when you're, you're going to become uh, the new CEO, then you might as well, you know, do something to make yourself... Uh, yeah, rock the boat a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Make yourself known, so... He did a good job, and I know there's a lot of restructuring going on. You know, all these companies are doing something to uh, to overcome the problems right now with competing with the internet and bad album sales and uh, you know, lack of funny. ticket sales. I actually heard that EMI is restructuring. Yeah, EMI is restructuring. Uh, I believe the uh, Elio Leone Schetti. He's the uh, chief executive of the company's uh, recorded music division. Um, he's unveiling new plans to basically divide the music um, division into three subdivisions, like a catalog division, uh, I want to say something to do with global units, and a uh, music services. Hmm. And, and uh, basically, he's going to hope to increase uh, their marketing resources, and um, basically, they're going to launch a whole new you know, program in December. But I, from what I'm hearing from like inside sources and critics is that uh, their main problem is with their album sales uh, due to lack of big artists. Uh, I think they're still banking on old artists like uh, Tom Jones and uh, right, you know, and uh, basically Coldplay, and they don't have that many up and coming artists. Yeah, they're saying basically they if unless they get the next Coldplay, they're pretty much dead in the water. I hear or something like that. Yeah, well, they had Radiohead at one time, which well, is that, a huge. Yeah, act. they're still reeling from that. I think that's what this restructuring is kind of a a blowback from losing them. You know, um, they were saying that. That was a big blow to them that the the leaving of Radiohead, and so they're trying to make their company seem more desirable to a lot of these bands now, and hopefully attract yeah, some new. Yeah, the Radiohead's got to cost them. You know, it's a huge artist. You know, some of these companies, four of these artists, can make ton millions and millions of dollars for these companies. But when you lose one, that's uh, you know, employees get cut. The people handling you know these employee uh, these bands get cut. So now you're looking at. Uh, you know, EMI's restructuring. I'm sure that they've, I believe they had to cut people and now they're restructuring and uh, they're going to come out with some way to sell their music, a new way. So mm -hmm. that's more, you know, business management, I think. Not as many of us want to hear as much of that, but at the same time, it's important to know what's going on. You know, a lot of these companies uh, are struggling and pretty soon you're going to see, you know, only 
I, I think I predict you're only going to see a couple major companies out there. There's not going to be well, as there much already there are not. Yeah, it, well, there already is so few, but you know it's going to get down to very few, right? Because uh, they can kind of it'll be like uh, satellite radio where you only have one or two major ones because the rest can't compete, and the major ones will absorb the rest, and then you'll have independence and internet, and you mm-hmm. know it's it's pretty interesting what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of the in, independent people selling stuff online now with you know iTunes and Music Sumo and CD Baby and and MySpace. Yeah. So yeah, my and MySpace is uh I know they've been developing a you know musical digital player. I don't think it's coming out anytime soon. Right. They they hinted recently that they've been thinking about developing a music player so it would kind of combat the iTunes, iPods, because they now have their MySpace music sale site. And so they're going to have MySpace music sales and uh, MySpace music player, a portable music player. So that's smart. Yeah. That's smart. They've got to compete. You know, MySpace, Facebook, uh, YouTube, iTunes, you know, uh, Rhapsody, I mean, CD Baby, right? Mm-hmm. All these guys are smart. I mean, they're going to keep up. If you don't keep up, one guy gets a better technology or product than you, and they're going to take over the market. So Exactly. I think all of these guys really are going to start incorporating. You're going to see by the first of the year all kinds of different new things coming out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that, like, the iPhone, you know, always has competition and new phones coming out. So it's just like the Internet, anything else, you're going to get a lot of that stuff. Right. So uh, I think that uh, MySpace, you know, it, it's owned by uh, Fox, right? Uh, Rupert Murdoch. Yep. Fox. Yes, so, indeed. Yeah, I mean, and I'd be wouldn't be surprised if you see some sort of you know Fox incorporation into that too. Mm. You know, where you have uh, TV shows and previews and things like that. Interesting thought. So yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting with uh, MySpace. I think that that's been coming for a long time, and you know it's just more and more music is being sold on the internet and less and less is being sold on the shelves at uh, record stores and uh you know i heard i heard recently that a lot of uh big retail stores are selling less and less uh well that's that's what you were saying uh we were talking about a couple weeks ago or maybe even last week you were saying that you've been noticing that in sections like best buy walmart and stuff when you've gone in there have been whole sections removed of CD racks simply because they're not selling as much. And this week they released a report that their sales are down and, and Walmart is starting to remove CD racks and instead install uh, Blu-ray racks so they can sell Blu-ray movies. Wow, those are so up and coming. I mean, you could, Blu-rays are pretty cool and most of us can't afford you know, a screen and a Blu-ray player right now and spend 30, you know, well, 20 to 30 bucks a movie. But mm-hmm. uh, for those who can, they're really cool. And uh, they're uh, they're up and coming. You can see them replacing CDs. I think CDs were going to get replaced no matter what anyway. I mean, it's just coming down to where you have all these different forms of media, you know, flash drives. and Right, they got the new slot music that we've been talking about coming out at Walmart and Best Buy, and so I think that's going to actually replace some of these CD racks as well. CDs had a long run, though. I mean, compared to, you know, records probably had the longest run of any form of media, and then you had cassettes were pretty good. You know, cassettes are still around. Nobody's cutting new cassettes, but you can still find old ones. You know, people still cut new records. And now you're seeing CDs start getting, uh, uh, you know, they're going to slowly be phased out. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it a lot more in the last couple of years. I see CDs staying around simply as kind of an archival uh, tool. A lot of people I talk to, they say, yeah, I like this having the CD because I, I still, you know, I convert it to MP3 and I listen to it on my MP3 player, but I can have the CD on my shelf. And if I ever lose that MP3, I can make another one off the CD that I have bought on the shelf. Personally, I like that security and I used to do that. You know, I used to keep keep a backup CD of everything. But after a while, you know, you start the same thing. You start building them up. And then you have to have, you know, some form of storage for them and uh, whether it be a rack or an envelope, or whatever mm-hmm. that you got to keep them in. And um, I just figured, shoot, I might as well just keep them on a hard drive and then back them up. Right. So, you know, I can't think I keep them on the hard drive of my uh, hard drive or something and keep them on the computer. And then I have one of those uh, external that I back them up on. Gotcha. But I think it's important, you know, you definitely, if you have any form of MP3, you should back it up in some way. Right. I mean, I don't know. Anybody I would yeah, wouldn't recommend I that. Do. 
So, you know, whether you're putting it I on... I always save my music if yeah, I can, you know. Something. Try to back it up somewhere. It's on something. So that's... I, I think, you know, saving them on CDs is, is a cheap way to do it, too. And it's a good way, you know, if you jump in your car, sometimes you can just throw it in the CD player as well. Right. I, I have to admit, I was really bummed. I was a big fan of the Napster. I was a big, you know, fan of the Napster generation there. And I was kind of a Napster whore and downloaded everything I could off of there. And I had hard drives filled with music and two of them crashed. Yes. Yeah, and I lost I... all my music. And ever since then, I now, I, you know, there's no Napster, so I don't download much stuff or anything that I know of illegally. And so I, all the stuff that I now have on my hard drives, I have purchased, which means even more to me because I paid for it. So I, back it up you know back up back up back up so yeah that's you know what backing up is always important so i would i would i would do that but i don't you know i don't know if cds are the cheapest way to do it so i think you know if you buy like what a hundred bucks for you know what a, a 500 gig drive now i think it's a going rate mm-hmm. so i mean you could back up a lot on that and, oh you know. definitely so yeah, I think I think CDs, the moral of stories, are going down the tube, and I think pretty soon it's going to be pretty much internet and uh, flash drives, and you know CDs are going to be more of a form of um, you, know, you know either backup or just things that uh, you know people use still as like promos or cheap forms of uh, media. Type. That reminds me, I have something to show you after this show, and we'll talk about it next show. Oh, okay, cool. Excite, yeah. excite everybody. Yeah, exactly. So but remind me, I got some really cool that I need to show you. Let's see. What else do we have here this week? Yeah, I think, uh, let's see. I was reading um, something about Melissa Etheridge. What did you yeah, see something about her? Well, we had the election was not too long ago. Here, yeah, November and, uh, 4th. Yeah. And here in California, we had this Proposition 8. Yeah, Proposition 8 was uh, for the banning of uh, gay marriage. I think it was a constitutional amendment. Right to yes. constitution, well, change yeah. the constitution to not allow same-sex marriage. Yes, in the Constitution of California. Yes, um, and it passed. Unfortunately, um, that's my personal opinion. But anyway, it's also um, Melissa Etheridge's opinion, and as a lesbian living in California, and she feels that since she's being viewed as not a whole person or something, I forget how exactly she put it. But um, since she doesn't feel that she's being recognized as a person, she's going to stop paying state taxes. Actually, she put it pretty blunt. I mean, she's pretty, pretty angry. You know, this was a close, uh, a heated dispute, and it came down to a, you know, 50-50 dispute over this pretty much. I think it was 52 to 48, if I'm not mistaken, was the outcome of Prop 8. And, uh, you know, I personally think that it's a little infringement on people's rights too, John. So, you know, I think that that's... uh, my opinion is, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think that should have happened like that. But, hey, you know what? Um, people voted for it and, you know, we have to honor it, unfortunately. You know, so, I mean, hey, what do you well, you can't sit and cry over spilled milk. We go on, you know, it's just like, uh, you know, the presidency's the same thing. Some people voted for Obama, some didn't. And, and you know, you can't sit and and gloat over it and you, if he won and you can't sit and complain if he lost and, you know, if your guy lost. So. I think with the Melissa Etheridge thing, it, it's a good way for her to, I guess, express her opinion, but it's only going to get her in trouble. You know, I mean, not paying taxes, I don't think that's going to, you know, you're going to, you'll make yourself seen over it and you'll get in the news a lot. But same time, she's going to have to spend some attorney fees in the long run or something to get out of that one. So I think she'd be better off getting up in front of her fans and, uh, you know, protesting through music and, uh, getting her opinion out there but you know taxes uh, you know i wish i could come up with an excuse to get out of taxes you know i hate to put it that bluntly but when somebody's trying to express their you know civil opinions there but uh i think that uh you know she needs to go a better way about it it's only going to hurt herself with the taxes it's not going to hurt you know i don't i don't think the government's the one that voted that down right right it was it was voted by the people but um yeah i can see where she's coming from but this, like you said, in the long run, this is just going to hurt her, especially since she came out and just announced it. She's like, I'm no longer paying taxes. 
Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, and that's just, I mean, well, you're obviously going to get audited. You're going to get caught. You know, yeah, like, I mean, that's yeah. like, I mean, just telling, yeah, I'm going to speed home from work today, officer. You know, I mean, right. Call up the cops and go, yeah, I'll be on this road at this time. Yeah, going that's this, yeah. not smart. If you're not going to do it, she should just not do it. And when tax day comes, send them a letter, you know, stiff them. But right. I, I don't think, uh, you know, being a conscientious objector about a proposition in California is going to get you. I, you know, I, I agree that she has a right to take a stance about it, but I think it's the wrong, uh, she's conveying it the wrong way. Right. So, you know, hey, hope, hopefully she'll uh, find a, a... She's she's making a lot of noise about it, though, so I think that was her main point. And we're probably going to get like 100 emails from angry Melissa Etheridge fans, but you know what, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't have anything against Melissa Etheridge or, you know, what she stands for in any way, shape, or form, but I just think that announcing publicly that they're not going to pay taxes isn't such a good idea. I mean, it got Willie Nelson nowhere and right. You know, I don't think it's going to help her much. Yeah. You don't want to let the government know that you're not paying taxes. So that's all I think. Just try I, to secretly get away with it. Well, and but she, I, I think her point, what, like I said, was to make, you know, make some waves and let people know what was going on. So, well, and she will, and she's a powerful woman and a, a you know, very smart woman. I think she will, uh, Definitely get her opinion across to people through, you know, different forms of media. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she she's uh, in a lot better shape, I think, than uh, Britney Spears anyway. You know, Britney Spears speaking about media. Um, I've been uh, I've been hearing just, you know, you always hear these things about Britney Spears. And it's like nothing but stuff about her family and her personal life. But it's just. Well, like, yeah, lately it's just been bad, bad, Well, it's just bad, nothing bad. but good news. I mean, I, I mean, I'd like to hear, hey, you know, Britney had a great uh, birthday party for her kids and you know the, everybody was there and they had fun and Kevin Federline was there and they all had one big happy family day but instead it's always stuff like uh what's the latest one her um her son uh, Jaden got a, a rash or infection or something while she was watching him or yeah Jaden her 2 year old um had some kind of allergic reaction while visiting Brittany at her house i think it was the first time she's actually had her kids in her custody i believe she was out of the state in louisiana uh, with her kids and and jaden had an allergic reaction to eating something so like you know the the one time she gets the kids and takes them away for a little vacation to go see her mom and stuff back home you know, she, she fucks it up. Usually it's dad that does that, right? You know, takes the kids for the weekend and gives them like, you know, some food they weren't supposed to have or something. Right. Unfortunately, it was Brittany this time. Yeah. And so her kid had to go to the hospital and stuff. Oh, that sucks. Well, hopefully nothing serious happened to Jaden or son, but uh, I think... Uh, it's just nothing but bad news for Brittany. Yeah, well, we did hear she's been whipping into shape to do uh, her tour and she's been, you know, she's getting ready to do a new album. Yeah, I saw the cover of her new album recently, I think, like a little preview of it, and it's like a Christina Aguilera type thing. And uh, she's uh, basically, you know, I I don't know, I think she's going back to her pop uh, dance beat type stuff, and I'm sure, I I heard it's kind of dirty, you know, it's kind of, she's got a real nasty uh, uh, style behind it. Sex sells. Yeah, well, you know what, I think she's got to be And everybody knows she's not the good old Christian girl that she was trying to let everybody think she was. So. Yeah, she's got to get a, get out of the dirty image, though, man. I mean, she's getting That's herself very in true, trouble, yeah. and especially being a mom. I mean, nobody, you know, it's like... Yeah, yeah. It, it's like I saw that, uh, that uh, what's that, um, uh, comedian Chris Rock, I saw him do a, a, a little thing where he was talking about dating some model or something, and she was telling him she had kids, and he's like, well, what are you doing at the club then, you know, at three in the morning, so... Yeah, oh, well, there's, yeah, there's differences, too. I mean, like, you know, Madonna has kids and stuff, and she pulls off the sexy thing, but it's not, like, trashy, slutty... I mean, some people might view it that way, but it's more kind of an artsy... Yeah, but she also yeah. has... A, that's interesting, like, Madonna versus Britney, right? Mm-hmm. Whether who's trashy versus, you know... Has taste, but I think it's, yeah, you're right. It's like in the eye of the beholder. And uh, I think, um, you know, they're both mothers. And it's interesting. That's a good to point out. A lot of us forget that Madonna's a mom and she's done a lot of stuff. But she also had a lot worse path, uh, past than, uh, you know, she used to do like all kinds of, she had like books out and all kinds of raunchy stuff. So I don't I don't think Britney did anything like sex books or sex videos. It was more just... Uh, she had a bad marriage and her, you know, her personal life got dragged through the media and 
you know, people, things go wrong and people get mad and maybe, you know, she shouldn't have shaved her head and beat up things, you know, somebody's car with an umbrella. But, you know, I mean, you hear stories like that all the time. I mean, everybody has a friend or something that got mad and did something dumb like that or, you know. Right. When they were in love with somebody. And, you know, hey, it happens. And uh, I don't think Britney's, you know, crazy because of it or anything. I just think that she gets a bad name in the media and maybe she just wants to be left alone with her kids and, you know, try and get what little of her life she she's, hasn't ruined back. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's all. I think Britney, uh, you know, even I hate even reporting on the Britney stuff, but it's just like every week you see something about Britney Spears. Right. Sometimes I think like she has really good publicists and they just go out and plan all kinds of this stuff just to, you know, keep Britney's name. I think on some level that's true. You know, but I wouldn't want to plant something about my clients, you know, kid having an infection while she was watching him. So right, I don't right. think they did on this one. <laughs> right. So uh, let's see. On that note, uh, we have uh, any weird news this week, John? Yes, we got some weird A news. Funny what's, story. What's weird this week? Um, let's see. At the 930 Club in Washington, D.C. on November 7th, uh, the Dark Star Orchestra was playing, and Councilman Steve Lipsky um, ended up urinating from the balcony down on some of the other patrons at the show. He was like, my people, I piss on the peasants or something, right? <laughs> the councilman, he's yeah. like up there pissing on the fans down you, below. You petty people. Oh, man. Yeah, not good. Um, That's he, nasty. Yeah, he says alcohol is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I think he said I think he said something to the effect of, I was reading the news report, that uh, I, I sworn off alcohol, I will never use it again. And I think we've all said that every once in a while, but I don't know if I've, you know, pissed on 20 people's head after. <laughs> right. I don't, I've gotten pretty drunk too, but you think uh, they'll get his vote <laughs> or you think no, he'll think, get their vote? Yeah. I think he lost a bunch of votes the other night when he peed on a bunch of people at the dark star orchestra show. Yeah, so, man. I don't know. Not good buddy. Yeah. That's, that's not, not a good one, man. Not it sounds good like he had a good time. Oh, yeah, definitely. He I mean, definitely had a good time. I mean, if you're standing up on a balcony in the middle of a concert and pissing on people, dude, you're having the time of your life. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, you know, I don't, I don't think that was preceded by any woo woos or anything, you know? Right. He was having a good time. For sure. So, you know, it would be even funnier if he like pissed on him and then tried to jump down and <laughs> they, would, they would have parted like the Red Sea. <laughs> or the Yellow Sea. Yeah, oh man, come on. Mm. No bad puns. Yeah, I know. It's so bad. It's, yes. Anyway, well, let's uh, take a little break. All right, how about we play some music? Sounds good. Well, let's hear some more from Downfall. This is When She Calls. Yeah, I like this song. Yeah, this is a very good song. It reminds me of some old punk that I used to listen to. Yeah, with a little bit of metal edge, real crunchy. Great chops. I really, uh, I really like this band. Great up and coming, and uh, they're going to be playing. We we announced uh, earlier in the show, you know, on the ticket uh, giveaway, that they're playing a gig, and we'll talk about them a little more coming up. But uh, here is when she calls by Downfall.
right, so we're back from uh, our little break there, and that was um, a band called Downfall. With their demo of When She Calls. Yeah, great song. It's got a great uh, rock vibe to it, kind of you know heavy metal edge. I think these guys are going to do well. They're playing a uh, show uh, coming up at Slim's on November 22nd. And, and we got tickets you can win. Yeah, you can win by calling in uh, 206 426 6811. And just say you want tickets to downfall because they rock and tell us where we can uh, drop off these tickets to you and send them to you. And you can win two tickets to downfall. So call all yourself in and get some tickets. Yeah, and you can also check out uh, Downfall at their MySpace site, which is uh, uh, www.myspace.com forward slash Downfall California. And that's the full spelling of California. Uh, So you can check out more songs by them as well as, uh, you know, I think they have a video posted and uh, check out the band. They're a great up and coming band. And uh, I'm going to try and catch that one if I can. That's uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, it's a great, you know, Slim's is a, like I've said before, is a great place to see shows. And uh, I think they'll put on a good one. So uh, now we are going into my least favorite part of the news, and uh, John just loves to to always make sure I have a couple of these to report on. So, uh, oh yeah, this, this is like, this is my favorite. This is the obituaries and uh, no, morbid news, right? Right, but we have no obituaries. Yes. Well, oh. the, kind of. All right. We already reported Listen, on we it, halfway though. die and come back or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, we already reported on the death. It was uh, the Def Jam music exec who committed suicide last week. I oh, yeah. It was, or two uh, weeks ago, Shakir like Stewart, right? Correct. We were reporting about how he must have been depressed or something, and apparently someone went to his house right before he committed suicide and uh, reported him kind of quote unquote wigging out and he was like you shouldn't be here and all this stuff and he was just freaking out and stuff and there soon after he committed suicide huh that's not good yeah uh it sounds like maybe drugs yeah either that or he you know i think he was maybe in that final state of mind where he knew he was going to commit suicide and all of a sudden someone rings well someone rings his doorbell and He's like, what are you doing here? You know, like, get out of here. Yeah, it sounds like he was and, just uh, over yeah. the edge, period. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious to actually find out what it was, but, you know, we may never know. Um, but it's very sad that he is gone. Yeah, that's it's always sad to hear somebody, especially in under the circumstances. Mm-hmm. On kind of brighter news, um, Merle Haggard recently went under... Uh, surgery for a malignant tumor found in his lung. The that's bad news, but the good news is apparently the surgery has been pretty successful and he has recovered very well. So yeah, well he's like seventy one years old. Uh, getting yes, up there, he's, and, he's getting up there. And uh, Haggard, uh, he was he was famous for his tunes like uh, Ogie from Muskogee. Yeah, Okie from Muskogee. I love it. Yeah, he loved that one, huh? Oh, we, yeah. We, we won't sing it here for you guys. But, <laughs> but yeah, Merle Haggard's been around for a long time. In fact, uh, one time I back when I worked at Shoreline, he was going to play a concert there. And he actually didn't play because he got arrested the night before that for, I think, allegedly hitting his wife at the time or girlfriend mm, or something. So, not good. Yeah, poor old Merle. I think he used to have some run-ins with the law, and you know, some I think drinking issues, possibly drug issues. But mm-hmm. but it's uh, it's good to hear that he's uh, recuperating. Hear the guy's recuperating, and I'm talking about him partying and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> slapping his wife. Yeah, that's real nice. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing he's back slapping people. I can bright up, brighten up the foggy day here. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, Merle's recuperating, and then. Uh, I heard that uh, one of the Deftones, I think the bassist, right? Chi, I think Chi Chang is his name. Yes, I think he's I in believe coma, that's how you right? pronounce it. Yeah, unfortunately, he was in San Jose, California, on the night of November the third, and was involved in a car crash, and he is um, now in a coma, unfortunately, which is bad news. Well, yeah, so. no, that's not good. I hope he uh, hope he comes out okay of that. You know, I know uh, the band members are very, uh, very, you know disturbed by this and uh how could you not be i mean the poor guy's in a coma so 
let's hope that uh, improves for the better and he comes out of that. For sure. So what uh what other news you have, man? Let's get out of this depressing stuff and uh we have any updates, any uh shows or up and coming stuff to uh Well let's see just let our fans. I just saw Danzig recently because I was working and that was interesting. I've Danzig, never seen Danzig man. before. You know, Danzig goes way back. Uh wow. I you know, I, I remember Danzig from the Misfits when you know when I was in high school, I think it was right about the tail end of the Misfits. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, the Misfits are still around. I take that back, but not with Danzig. So, right. I think right about, oh, 80, late 80s, early 90s, he left and he did his own thing. And uh, has, uh, what, five, six albums? That sound right? Maybe more? Perhaps more. Yeah. He's been, out, he's wow. been around for a long time now. I like the first one. I did. I had, mm-hmm. uh, I had the first Danzig album. So I did I. I. I know we had a couple after that that I that I listened to, and there were a couple good songs on them. But the first one's pretty darn good. Yeah, I had I had not really listened to his stuff in many many years, and I had never seen him before, so it was somewhat of a treat. I didn't get to see much of the show, but it was pretty cool. You know, they had the the big stage set up with like skulls and stuff on either side of the stage, and a big backdrop big with a skull. skull yeah. and, and it was it was it was good. You know, they're all dressed in their black and kind of he had his fishnet top on and stuff. It is classic Danzig look, you know. Fishnet top. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always he, he yeah. it's not fishnet bottoms. <laughs> Could be much worse, but yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was like that little tiny fishnet. Like it was like, you know, mesh. small I know mesh. Yeah, but it was like big mesh. It wasn't like a football jersey mesh, you know. Yeah, it was exactly. big. I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, you could see his nipples and everything under there if you were into that. Wow. Apparently that's... I was because I noticed. <laughs> I didn't leave any room for any joke on that. Yeah, I, I had to set myself up for that one and hit it. So yeah, no, that uh, you know what? That's uh, it. Sounds kind of wrong. I don't know if I want to see Danzig. I mean, I, he used to be like a really buff, huge dude, and I know he he always was kind of like a proclaimed tough guy. And uh, it's funny because um, the last time I heard Danzig's name prior to this was one of my friends was telling me when we were at a bar after a concert one night. Yeah, somehow Danzig's name came up and he said, hey, did you ever see the video on YouTube of Danzig getting punched out backstage at a concert? So, you know, I had to check it out and it's hilarious. I yeah, guess he mouths off. Well, some fans giving him a hard time about something. I don't really know the history on it, but uh, he's giving him a hard time and I guess Danzig pushes him and the guy just knocks out Danzig. I mean, yeah, one punch, him, bam, so. Danzig's on the floor. So it's pretty crazy. And he is somewhat of a big guy. I'm sure he used to be bigger. Uh, at least he looked like it in prior, you know, in pictures. He's what, um, in his 40s now? I, I, I was going to say pushing 50, maybe even past. Yeah. I, know I he's mean, sure. he's, he's getting up there. He's at least in his 40s. And he's still a pretty big guy, but he's not as big as he used to be. And, and when I say big, he's not, he's not tall big. He's like built big sure no he was just always he's like a bowling ball yeah exactly no he was always pretty strong pretty muscular well yeah so yeah so danzig was pretty good um yeah the only yeah the only thing i the only gripe i had about the whole show was with his guitar player um i don't know his name you know i didn't get to meet him or anything and i haven't been following the band so forgive me but he seemed to like to play you know uh, artificial harmonics a lot Ah. Yeah, like every single note on some songs was just harmonics. It was it was over the top. And I was like, I even did a posting on my Facebook, you know, at the show. I was like, someone needs to tell this guy that, you know, harmonics are a lot cooler when you don't play them every single note. Yeah, exactly. No, that's uh, yeah. Some guys, they like to hear themselves like that. I don't know. Yeah, that that's hard, man. I saw a pretty good one Friday night. I saw that uh, Rise Against concert down at the uh, San Jose Event Center with uh, Alkaline Trio, Thrice, and Gaslight Anthem. That's a good lineup. How was that? Excellent lineup, to be honest. I didn't get down there. Man, they started the show. It was one of these things where I thought it was uh, 8 o'clock and it was going to be till like 11.30, you know, with those bands. Being that it was a Friday night, the San Jose State Event Center College, you know. Yeah, I think they can only play till 11 there, though. Well, yeah, I th- still thought maybe 8 to 11 with these four bands. I didn't think any of them would play more than 45 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe an hour of Rise Against since they were the headliners. But uh, I got there, man, it started like 6.30. So we missed Gaslight Anthem wow, and, and early. Rice. Yeah, it was really early show. And most of the people were pretty belligerent when we walked in. Uh, 
there was a, a pretty big crowd near the bars and uh, they were most of them it was kind of a young 20s crowd but uh, most of them were probably just just legal to drink and a good crowd though it had one of the most amazing pits I've ever seen in my life really oh yeah I mean I've been to Slayer shows and all kinds of stuff and this thing the pit in this show was amazing for Rise Against and it was like a sea of people to begin with the whole floor of the event center which is basically a basketball court so the whole floor was covered with people Mm-hmm. And then uh, the you know all the way up to the stage, you couldn't even get near it. And then when a Rise Against came on, they were playing fast songs. It was like a sea. And at one point, there was like an island in the middle, and they were still running in a circle all the way around that island of fifty or so people. So it was pretty out of control, man. It was one of those uh, shows. I'm glad I wasn't down on the floor. I'm getting a little old for that, but uh, I was really. Uh, they put on a good show. Rise Against was excellent live. I'd recommend them to anybody who wants to see a really aggressive loud band but yet that still sound good and have a great stage presence you know these guys don't just stand there and play uh alkaline trio good band you know i've seen them um in the past and uh i wasn't too impressed but they were very good this time uh they really had good sound i think the crowd was really into them uh so i really uh i think they're winning fans over with uh their much better shows than previous so uh i i think that's a that overall was a good show. I don't, I don't. I didn't talk to too many people about the opening bands. I saw a lot of people wearing Thrice shirts and whatnot. And uh, Gaslight Anthems kind of. I like a couple of their songs, but uh, everybody said it was a great show. So I, I think that was one of those good lineups, John. You know, you you can go see four bands for twenty something bucks and uh, get your money out of it. Wow, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, that was that was a I good mean, one. I've seen um, Rise Against in a smaller place, and it sounds like even in a big place, they still pull off the really uh, the the amount of energy. Well, they knew how to do it right. They knew how to do it. You know, I was really op- uh, kind of pessimistic, I should say, about the show because, uh, you know, I wanted to see it. I was excited about it, but at the same time, because I'd never seen them. I think I saw them at the Warped one time, mm-hmm. and uh, I just didn't get to catch much of it. And it wasn't, you know, I'm never that impressed when you're at a, you know, out in the hot sun and in the dirt. It's just not as impressive as in an actual club or something. But Rise Against was really good. Um, I think, um, you know, they, they would be better, I think in a small club. So I, I think, uh, basically, you know, they, um, sum it up. They, uh, they basically are a good band live and you should see them <laughs> so you can see that for yourself. There's not many bands that are that, you know, mainstream hardcore anymore. That's what mm-hmm. kind of blew me away. You know, I, I usually go to see bands like their style and it's in a club with a couple hundred people. This was, you know, a couple thousand people. And most of them were into it. Like when they were like talking about uh, current issues and pumping their fists in the air. I mean, they had a couple thousand people pumping their fists in the air and stuff. I mean, it was everybody was there to see them and very into it. So it was really it was cool, man. And, uh, you know, it was kind of funny. I heard some people kind of giving them a hard time around me. Like at one point, it might even have been one of my friends I was with. I couldn't see, but I thought it was pretty funny. Somebody yelled like, eat some meat or something because, you know, these guys are all vegans (laughs) and stuff, you know? So it was kind of funny because, you know, they do like you buy their album. They put like a vegan sticker in there and like, you know, I kind of, you know, I discard it really because, you know, I eat sticker. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like a pita. No, it's like a pita sticker. Like don't eat animals type thing. That's a pita sticker. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah. You can feel it. It's pita bread, man. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a, it was actually a uh, just a little like PETA sticker or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals. There you go, man. And basically, you know, I, I eat meat, so I, I mean, I'm not gonna knock the guy's thing down, but it was just uh, it's interesting because I I thought for sure when I saw him I was gonna have to hear like a half an hour lecture on it or something. And, mm-hmm. And if he said anything about it, it flew right over my head because I didn't really catch it. So that hats off to him to keep, you know, the political stuff on the album and let people read your literature if they're interested. And when they come out to see you, just play your stuff. And they mm. went through their whole catalog. So pretty cool. Very um, cool. I'm trying to think of, uh, I've, I'll have a couple more shows I'm going to here. I'm going to see the In Flames coming up and I'll be able to review that. And that that's a, they're an interesting band. So I think that'll be a good one to review. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have many shows planned for the future but oh i am gonna be going to jay blakesburg's um rock photography show yeah he's a guy who does like jam band stuff right yeah he does a lot he used to do stuff for the dead and and a bunch of bands of that genre so that would be pretty cool so i'm gonna check out his photography see what it's all about now you have to let us know how that is now is he doing a he's doing a book right a book release so you can buy a book of his stuff correct well after the show you'll have to uh, get his website so we can plug that for 
Definitely. Guy's a, a real good guy and takes good pictures. So mm-hmm. we like to see that. So we'll have a review of that as well. I'm sure it's going to be great because I've already seen a lot of his photos and they're great. So Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong. When you get good, good photography was up close and uh, right there, it makes you feel like you were there again. And another show coming up is this Downfall show. Yeah. As far as, um, you know... Um, Info uh, local news, we got Downfall playing at Slim's on November 22nd, and they're headlining that. So, uh, you know, hats off to an up-and-coming band to getting a great gig. And, uh, you know, you can get tickets at uh, www.myspace.com forward slash Downfall California, and that's the whole word of California. So, um, you know, check them out. I would get out there and see them uh, while they're playing small places and, uh we're going to give you guys a little uh, little more um, downfall on the way out here. And um, I hope these guys, uh, I, I was talking to uh, Jason from Downfall, and I think the whole band's interested in maybe doing a, uh, maybe coming in and doing an interview, John. Uh, That'd you know, be maybe, great. Hopefully we can get them in before the show. If not, you know, we can get them in after and they can talk about it and plug their next one. But, right. Uh, and remember, if you call into our new call-in line, the first two callers get two free tickets to the show coming up at slims yeah and call us call us us at 206-426-6811 we also have the other contest that we have a trespassers contest if you write in to us at podcast at music you get a free trespassers sampler disc and some other uh music sumo goodies if you leave uh, in the subject line say i love the trespassers and in the body line, put your name and address. Um, and also, in, for the holiday season, we've decided to make shipping at Music Sumo $1 per CD, which is lower than our old shipping rates, so you can get some great new music for less money. And we've decided to make submissions to Music Sumo free for all artists. So now oh, cool. any artist can submit their stuff to Music Sumo for free and sell it and have us promote it here on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to get a couple more artists that way and it'll be neat. I think uh, this will be cool. It'll be neat to hear some more up and coming stuff. So we've got... Yeah, I can't uh, wait. So yeah, and uh, I think um, let's see. Let's just one more time. Let's plug our number here. 206 426 6811 and uh, call us. You know, Let us know what's going on. We want to hear what's going on? Anything, um, anything around music? We don't, we don't want to hear anything else really. But if you got anything around surrounding music? You know, you see somebody somewhere and you want us to report on it or anything like that. Come on, call us. It'd, yeah, it'd or, be cool. you know, if you call us from a show drunk and ramble for a little bit. But if there's music in the background, we might play that. As I almost well. did that the other night from Rise Against. I wasn't really drunk. I had a couple of beers, but I was thinking about calling and you know just going, "Hey, listen to this, man," and right. you know, kind of doing something like that. But now I'm going to do it. So. Yeah, totally. Just give us a call anytime. Leave us some messages. Especially if you're far away. We'd love to hear stuff from the other side of the planet. And hey, yeah, here's an idea. Call in, win tickets to Downfall, and then call us from the show and leave us a message. There you go. There you go. That's good thinking. And with that, let's uh, play on out the show with Downfall and Last Hour. Yeah, this is another. This is the third song on the Downfall demo, which you can get at their uh, website. It, uh, once we um, previously mentioned at MySpace, and you can also pick it up at the show. I'm sure uh, Jason and the guys will have it ready. So here, once again, is Downfall with Last Hour. Take care, everybody. Hey, peace out, John.
This has been another Music Sumo Podcast.